podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, and this episode I am joined by a relatively new professional boxer from the North West area who has been training predominantly up in the Northwest, doing a lot of sparring up with a lot of gyms that people will know, which we'll speak about throughout the course of the interview. But I'd like to welcome on one and no prospect, Kyle Davis. Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thanks for having me. You're very busy. You've got a fight coming up, which we'll talk yeah. about. But because we've never done anything before, me and you, we've never done any interviews face-to-face. This is the first time I'm really getting to, to know who you are and, and what you're all about. And for the purpose of, of these guys that listen to these shows, I think it's really good to get a little bit of background on yourself and, and sort of find out where your introduction to boxing came from. So where did it all begin for you, Kyle? Well, my cousin was a professional boxer, Scott Lawton, so... I think it kind of started there, just being around boxing. And then it, I got to an age where I just wanted to try it, to be honest. I didn't even know how long I'd stick at it. I was just trying everything at that point. But obviously, Scott had a gym, so it made it quite easy to just... It was just easy access to get there, really. And it was comfortable because, obviously, it was Scott's gym, so I didn't feel like um, we're really too daunting. I just thought, oh, I'll just give it a go and see. And if not, then it, I've tried it. So your introduction to it was through Scott. Now, Scott used to be, yeah. I don't know if he's still there, he's at Impact, weren't he? Yeah, yeah, it's the same gym, yeah, still yeah. at Impact. So obviously Scott has been someone I've I've previously uh, dealt with, done interviews with, done yeah. interviews with some of the fighters he's trained with, yeah. um, great guy, and yeah. obviously, you know, you've got that family relationship where you've then been introduced to the sport yeah. through, through this way. Because some people's stories, Kyle, are usually very varied. Like some people get into it because they're either being bullied at school or they're yeah, either having no. a really adverse childhood or there's, there's there's many reasons but this is just like a family thing for you um, yeah no I, just, I just wanted to give something new a go i was just trying everything at that time and i just thought you know what i've i've got the um like it's there like it was accessible really easy so i thought i'll just give it a go so as the time progressed when you first started going to the yeah. gym what was it like then starting to sort of match up with people and do do like the skills bouts and then transition into an actual yeah, well, amateur career? I mean, I just started at White Collar, to be honest. I didn't really know. I, I was just going, sparring anyone. Um, I can remember I probably was in the going two, maybe two years or so, just sparring the pros, just, get, just, being, just getting in with anyone, really. And then um, I was supposed to actually have a White Collar fight that fell through. And then, obviously, the more I went, oh, I want to an amateur. So I started going to Scott's amateur um, classes. But there was that many lads in there that I weren't really, because Scott didn't run that class and I didn't really get a look in. So I ended up actually going <clears throat> and travelling to different gyms and um, trying to find a gym that hadn't got much boxing so I could get a bit more, get my foot on the door a bit quicker. Um, and that's how I ended up training in Northwich actually for my amateur career and I, I went straight into just I didn't have any skills bouts I think I had my first bout at 
15, I think I was. So I was just past the age for the skills belts. Um, so that's how it started, really. Just I went to Northwich, and there was a few fighters, but there weren't too many where I didn't feel like I'm never going to get a chance to have a go at, at some point. What What was that like then? Coming from that that different background, really, like coming into it um, quite later on, because some people come yeah. into it quite young, don't they? And then they yeah. just they just progress over the years as they get older. Yeah. And, See, that's what I saw in the amateurs, that everyone had seemed like they'd been doing it for a long time and everyone had had so many bouts. And that was what I thought I found quite hard at first because I didn't really have that much experience. Um, I kind of was jumping in the deep end, to, per se. You've been doing this for a little bit of time now. And yeah, I've held... been now, yeah. <laughs> you've transitioned into the professional side of the sport. Yeah. That's a big decision, big decision to make. What what really prompted it? Was it because you enjoyed it? Was it because you felt you were getting better at what you were doing? Well, I always wanted... That was when I first started. I was saying to everyone, I'm going to be a professional boxer. Like, that is everyone's dream at first. And then I had seven amateurs, um, won five, lost two in a East Midland I lost in an East Midlands box cup final and I lost in the Haringey uh, final um, and I, I, I was just getting a bit like a bit stale in the amateurs I, obviously I joined quite late so I was getting older and I was like I think the next thing to really give me a bit more like just to push me on is to turn pro um, so I, did, I, had a, I had a conversation with coach who, who had been with me through the whole amateur career and he said, like, you're probably going to have to take a year out and, and train a bit more to transition because I was only... I was, I was 18 when I wanted to turn over. So I had a year out, then COVID, which made it two years out. Um, but to be honest, it was the best thing I did. Like I just saw so much improvement and change in my mentality and my boxing over them two years that I think if I would have stayed in the amateurs, I would have just got maybe gotten a bit stale. And I don't know what it would have happened. To be fair, it's different though, isn't it? Like when you're in the amateurs, you, you have to box a certain way. You have to box yeah. a certain style. And yeah. the the one common theme that I hear and I've heard for years with professional boxers that I've interviewed is. I don't have necessarily that style that suits no, being yeah. an amateur because yeah. it's uh, very much like fencing. You know, you're picking yeah, your shots. Yeah. You, you, some people don't like to fight like that. Some people like to do things a different way. So I can understand then why you've made that decision to go off yeah. on your own back and, and get that experience. And then obviously with COVID, like you say, it's given you yeah. the opportunity to, to go and train even more and get yourself prepared for a transition into the pro rank. So, am I right in thinking you're around 21, 22 now? Yeah, just turned 22 in January. Yeah. So, so you're relatively young. You've just turned over. You had one fight last year, professional fight against Daryl Sharp, yeah. uh, very well-known journeyman in the UK on the circuit. I know Daryl quite well, and uh, he's he's a very tough guy, and yeah, he's, he's yeah. very difficult. He's a very difficult guy to to fight on some nights. Some nights yeah. he, he goes through the motions. Some nights he can be a very difficult guy yeah. to fight. So you transitioned last year. Just talk to me about like what that experience was like. Finally, doing the transition, uh, was you nervous? Were, what, what was the feeling going into it? 
Well, I think, like you said, that amateur style probably lost me them two finals. That weren't really my style. So that is a big factor of why I did turn over because I thought the pros are going to suit me more. Sparring more and more pros, I kind of realised like it was a good job I took them two years off because I probably wasn't physically ready um, when I was 18, 19. So the transition has been harder, like, don't get me wrong, but I think my style has complemented it well. So it, it has helped me to uh, adapt. And yeah, like that first pro fight was like, well, it's the first time I've had no egg guard on as well. First time, it's little things, first time and no top boxing and no top you know first time having a ring walk as such normally you just you're already at the side of the ring at amateurs and you hop straight in put your guard on and box first time I've had more than like five people come watch so a lot was new it was my first southpaw as well but just in that bout I was just realizing as it was going like this is what this is like I much prefer this and I'm glad I made that made the decision really one of the biggest challenges you face at this stage of your career very early on and something that our listeners in America don't really understand until they, they hear from people like yourself in the UK is that you guys have to do things a certain way in terms of getting your professional fights off the ground. Yeah. So you guys uh, work with a certain promoter and then you would then yeah. have to have an allocation of tickets that would have to be sold to, to allow for the cost of the opponent to be covered uh, and also you to be able to take something away from that which yeah, can be yeah. very 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 challenging and extremely difficult which is why I know you also have to work a job to be able to finance yourself at the same time yeah. so that must have been a real eye-opener for you oh yeah uh, like I mean I was I, I've been I've been lucky with tickets I, I can't say I've not but there's still been times where um the first couple of weeks of selling them where I'm stressing, thinking oh, I might not make up enough to even sell, like forget getting paid to even get the fight off. I mean, it, I'm lucky with sponsors and, and good like supporters that I do manage to do okay. But I know from the other lads as well, how hard um, I know myself that just even dropping tickets off, like dropping people tickets off all the time and then going to train and then, and then try and chase people up to see if they still want a ticket. People cancelling on you, and then and then you stress that you might not even get to fight. Like it was a different world from just boxing, like just having a bout in the amateurs and just knowing I don't have to do anything but turn up and train and fight. Really, yeah, it is. It's hard, and and I think people that are not educated within that side of the sport don't fully appreciate how difficult no. it can be. I mean, the average person that watches boxing doesn't really appreciate that. The guys at this no. level, like yourself, are, are trying to make ends meet whilst trying to train, whilst trying to progress your career, whilst trying to have more difficult yeah. fights and, and, and actually step yourself up, you know, every couple of fights that you're having. So I understand and appreciate like how difficult it actually is. And, and this is why it's so important when you mention sponsors, it's when I've always done these interviews with people at this level. I've always said, look, you know, these guys are, are like the bloodline to what you're doing at the moment. And, and without yeah. them at this stage of your career, 
how are you really going to be able to facilitate where you're going with it without that level of support? It's it's incredibly important. So I notice you've got a top on there um, on the video that we're doing as well. I notice yeah. you've got a couple of sponsors uh, on there. So uh, I think it'd be an apt moment for them just to kind of yeah. get mentioned by yourself, you know, for them to sort of know like how much it means to, to for yeah. you to be able to get this level of support. Well, I do have um, some... I do have one more sponsor that's not on this T-shirt, but the T-shirts are just getting made. But I've got C&G Equine. It was actually my mum's company who I work for, but she helps me, like, from travelling to sparring to London to back to, to everywhere. And then we've got Magnus Project who helps. I couldn't do it without them, to be fair. It's from um, clothing to um a medical which is just so just such a hot expensive thing especially when sometimes you don't even make enough back to pay for your medical over the year and then i've also got cutting it barbers who um support me have support me from the start as well so i'm really thankful for all of them yeah absolutely a big shout out to all of them because you know without them you wouldn't be able to continue doing what you're doing. And one of the things I picked up on when we we was chatting privately before doing the interview was like, I was looking at where you were going and you were sparring. And I I recognized a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people that I would know, a lot of people that I've previously interviewed and done stuff with in the gym. And it's great to see. So like I've seen a few names, Uh, Mikey Ellison from Elite Boxing Gym. You've been over to Elite. Uh, I've seen Lyndon Arthur over there. Uh, I've, I've seen you in there and doing things with with people at, at such a different stage of the career so for you at this stage what is it like getting into the ring with somebody who's so much further on in their careers like experience wise i mean it does honestly i can't say that i don't get nervous because i do the more i've done the more i've kind of um told myself do you know what like i belong it, maybe not now but i can see that i belong there i will get to that stage as in not the sparring as in the fighting like they give me a goal that i can that i can actually physically get in there and go right i know how good they are i know what level i've seen how hard they train um to get there and i think it's just done good for my confidence as well just to know that I've, I've been in with them i keep getting asked back um they never say no when i need sparring so i must be doing something right in my coach's eyes to put me in there and also their eyes to keep letting me come and and take the time like really I'm taking um, time where they could have had someone else in like they're busy as well but but they're always having me back so it's just just done good for me confidence and also give me something to really um, aim for now a real goal so you're out in a week, you're out on the 25th yeah. of March and yeah. you've got an opportunity to be back in there. We're we're very early on into the year still. We're in the, no, sort of, yeah, the, the yeah. first quarter of the year. So what what is the ideal scenario for you now in terms of, of the amount of fights this year, providing you stay injury-free and, and healthy, of course? Yeah, I mean, last year was just hard. Just a lot of things just... You, like, you know what it's like. A lot of things just went wrong, so... This year, we're hoping, I think, to get four is a minimum. Just get four in. Um, good bout. I mean, my next opponent as well, he's like, he, he's, I think he's had four, um, won one, lost three. So he's, he's not like what you'd say, anyone would say, a journeyman. 
Like, he's going to be a good bat. I know he comes to win. It's just more bouts like that where I can keep learning different styles because I've not had the background of, of the amateurs. So I really have got to make up for it in sparring and fights. So, um, yeah, the plan to be at four and then see where we are in four next next year and see, like, is there a possibility for the title at the end of next year? Like, just to see what, what is on the cards, really. But we need to just make sure we get enough bouts this year to, to be able to then excel again next year to the next stage. Yeah, absolutely. Activity, activity is the key, as yeah. as every everybody will tell you. As you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. who who's who's promoting you at the moment? Who's your main promoter? So it's Black Atoms, but that's in partnership with Scott Lawton. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what it, I mean. I haven't. I've just I just signed with um, Scott, and then I think Black Atoms come quite new with, and done something with Scott as a new promotion. Um, I think they had a show at King's Hall. It was a really good show, all live streams. I was actually away, fortunately, for that. But yeah, yeah, it was a really good show. And I think that was their first one. This will be their second with Scott. And who's who's actually managing you? Is it Scott as well? Yeah, Scott's my manager as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you're in you're in good, capable hands then, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So, so obviously I've seen the fighters over the years that, that Scott yeah. has um has had on his books and has been training yeah. and and I know and I've met Scott a few times and I know that he'll be he'll be doing a great job of, of getting you the fights yeah. and, and getting you pushed forward throughout your your career over the course of the year. It's quite exciting, but you've got a lot of work to do, haven't you? Like you said, because yeah, you've got to make you've got to make up for sort of lack experience elsewhere. And and you know, the thing is some fighters like don't have extensive amateur backgrounds and then are able no, no, to no. come into the professional sport and able to then after say ten to fifteen fights, all of a yeah. sudden they sort of appear out of nowhere to the mainstream audience and you're thinking, where's this guy come from? Do you know yeah, and you're I mean, thinking there's a yeah, lot yeah. of opportunity I mean, like, as well. Goes. Yeah, yeah. And definitely, like, as well, like, he's quite active as well at this, at this, um, like, this side of, like, everyweight season, slash super middle. I am looking at super middle, really. We've not, but even up to 10 fights, like, there's some good fights up there that could propel you up to um, quite far, like, quite far up the rankings and that quite early. So, it's just, I think, about with me picking the right fights and making sure I'm just picking up the right experience of what I am lacking uh, is the biggest thing. I think, like, the fights will come in time. It's just not rushing anything or getting ahead of ourselves too early. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and obviously, it's a, it's a whole journey that you're on. And yeah. um, you we, we picked each other up on Instagram. So I'm going to say at this moment, this is the time to start plugging all your social <laughs> handles. So where, wherever yeah. you want people to follow you and follow your journey. So where... Mostly it's just on Instagram. It's Kyle underscore Davies underscore Boxer, I'm sure. Um, I have got a Facebook page as well. I think it's just Kyle Davies Boxer. Um, and that'll be literally everything. That'll be the handle on everything. So there's a lot of, of, of promising fighters coming from your area at the moment, and there's yeah. one there's one in particular that springs out to mind who who's got uh, an amazing sort of level of support from 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 people from Stoke in particular, yeah. uh, and that's Nathan Heaney. Um, obviously, yeah, he's, yeah. he's really being uh, progressed throughout his career, and he's got this uh, this rematch with Jack Flatley yeah. coming up as well. Uh, so there's uh, you know there's a lot of promising fighters coming from your neck of the woods. No, the yeah, definitely, definitely. We actually he was a tutor at my 
college and I was there to be fair so it's funny how how that works um but yeah like that support that you get just um from being around Stokes I'm talking to people everybody knows so he's done a real good job of, of marketing as well as the boxing which as you were saying is half of the job as well like it's not just the fighting part the training part you've got to make yourself kind of um, a brand as such that people want to come and, and get behind that's a big thing isn't it like when you think about what's happened in the past few weeks uh, yeah. and the controversy over two novice pros fighting uh, in, in Saudi Arabia and getting paid a hell of oh, a yeah. lot of money for it you know it's, it's been marketing. the top it is. It's been it's been the topic of conversation, and the reason for it is because both of them fighters in particular was able to create what what's known as a brand, which is which is you as a yeah. boxer, which is you as a person, uh, and and being able to market yourself in that way. And it's a it's a very very difficult difficult thing to be able to do in transition. And uh, I know you've got many challenges on the road ahead of you, um, yeah. but there's a lot of people that are behind you, friends, family, people that you know that are close to you that are, are here to support you. So. It, it could be an absolutely amazing journey, and it's one that uh, myself and, and I'm sure our listeners will be will be following yeah. you on. So I'd like to take the last couple of moments, really, just to let you have the floor and and just give a big shout out to those that you know that are, are, are really supporting this journey and really making significant impacts on on your life to allow you to do this. Oh yeah, well I couldn't do it without everyone. Mum for helping me with days off work, letting me come in and out of work when I need to. Obviously, all my sponsors, obviously everyone at the gym, Scott, manager, Joe and Steve, my trainers, and, and, and Joe especially, who has been with me since, well, not just always been together, really. And and Steve, who is also, he, is, he trains at another gym, but he comes every time he can help. And they've been both with me since the amateurs. So without their support as well and everyone at the gym and, and everyone buying tickets, like it just wouldn't be possible. I just couldn't do it on my own. Um, and I think every boxer would say that without everyone that helps, it's just such a hard sport. Even though you're in the ring on your own, you need everyone out of the ring as well. Else you just can't do it really. No, absolutely. And if anybody obviously wants to get tickets off Kyle, they can contact him via Instagram yeah. or via the Facebook page. Please do. Yeah. If you are in the local area, please make sure you get in contact with him. Just try and support him wherever Definitely. possible. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And I wish no, you, thank nothing, you. Thank you nothing but the best of luck. And maybe we should catch up in about 12 months' time and let's... Uh, Let's yeah, no, see, definitely. Let's see where things are at then and, and let's see what yeah. the experiences have been like for you then. No, thank you for having me on. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Kyle. Well, that was a pleasure speaking to Kyle. I hope that you guys listening, friends and family of Kyle, have enjoyed one of his first interview, if not his first interview. We were speaking off air about getting used to doing interviews and it's been a pleasure to be able to get him on this show and hopefully in a year or so's time he'll come back and he'll have more confidence and he'll be... He'll be so much further on in his career and we'll be having different conversations about things that he's gone through throughout the course of his boxing career to date. But as he said, you can follow him on his social media channels. Please make sure you do. Give him the support. If you're listening to it and you're from his local area, please make sure you support him. Whatever you can do to support him in any way, any shape, any form, please do because it is so difficult at this stage of a boxer's career to be able to sustain that boxing career and work full-time 
and try to live a normal life. It is incredibly difficult. Well, that is it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please make sure you let us know on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter or find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and you can find us on TikTok, the BTR Boxing Podcast Network Facebook page. If you're not a patron of this podcast and you're interested in looking at what else we do, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast. And on there, you can actually get early access to series-based content. You can get ad-free versions of every single episode that we put out there and you can have our patreon only content which is exclusive episodes for those that choose to subscribe to us that way and support us in a way which helps us produce all of that fantastic series based content well that is it for this episode thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time Podcast Network.